Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head to head. This week, we're trying to determine the greatest theatrically released film by Nickelodeon via creating our own top 10 lists. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. The LEGO video game bracket has come and went as well as our WWE superstar bracket. So we're here with just the panel, just the the four amigos, the the regular guys, no guests, nothing flashy. And today we're talking about our top 10 Nickelodeon movies. Now these aren't all movies based off of Nickelodeon TV shows. These aren't even the, the made for television Nickelodeon specials. These are only the theatrically released uh, Nickelodeon movies. So this list is, is pretty interesting. There's 27 movies on it. I just wanted to point out, Netflix just bought, like, Nickelodeon rights, right? They bought a couple of them. I don't know if they bought, like, all of them. I think they're in a partnership with Nickelodeon. Like, it's really weird. Yeah, they signed a very large contract with Comcast for some of their intellectual properties. We are not doing any vetoes today. However, we are all getting a lock. And unlike in our DreamWorks video, the locks aren't getting designated at one spot on the list and sharing it. They are just in the discussion for having to be in the top 10. There might be some movies toward the bottom of all of our lists that get left off. This could get kind of heated. I'm not going to lie. I know Josh really cares about the Nickelodeon movies. Yeah, I know every single movie that's on this list, including the ones that aren't in the top 10, Josh is passionate about. I took a line of cocaine and watched every single Nickelodeon movie right before we recorded. No, you did not. Well, as long as you don't start vaping. (laughs) You sound like a film student. I don't know a single film student that would snort a line of cocaine and watch Nickelodeon movies. I know some recording arts students that would do that, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So let's start it off, Josh. What are you locking? Oh, fuck, I'm first. When it comes to the movies, the Nickelodeon movies, there's not a lot of them that I personally, like, love. So I think I'm going with a very, very safe pick, but I want to make sure it's on this list because I do have a nostalgia love for it. I'm going to go with the Jimmy Neutron movie. Nice. Yeah, it definitely needs to be on this list, so I'm glad you secured it. Absolutely. All right, I guess I'll go next. I'm going to continue the tradition of me having clown-based locks. Oh, no. I'm going to lock Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, my God. Um, You did it. Really? Yeah, I did do it. I know how... Uh, almost everybody feels about this movie, but I enjoyed this as a kid, so sure, it can be in top 10. Yikes. Okay, Alden, what are you, uh, what are you locking here? Um, Barnyard. It's a solid lock. That's pretty cool. Interesting. It's in my top 10. I didn't think it'd make our top 10, but okay. Oh, I definitely was expecting Barnyard to make our top 10. Are you kidding? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I knew this would be up here. I'm not going to have like a ridiculously safe lock here, but... This is why I locked Jimmy Neutron. I feel like it's kind of hard not to have a safe lock, which is part of the reason why I locked what I did. Yeah, I'm locking Good Burger. Okay. Okay. I I don't want a fucking clown take to like decimate my feelings for this movie, and I'll have a lot less anxiety moving forward if i just lock good burger nate doesn't want count olaf to destroy good burger (laughs) by accident now uh i was joking that i was going to lock snow day (laughs) (laughs) number 10 of the locks is there any that we feel belong at the number 10 spot or should we take turns nominating uh 
what our number 10s are. Well, I will nominate Series of Unfortunate Events. Yeah, it didn't make my cut. That's fine. I think I'm in agreement with you. <laughs> I was gonna just going to ask, is it on both of your top 10s? It's on my top 10. Uh, uh, no. Okay. okay. Um, well, is there something you'd rather have in its place, Jory? Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure every Nickelodeon movie I've seen is on here. I think there might be a couple that I left off because I like genuinely just don't like them but my number 10 was hotel for dogs because i needed to finish the list <laughs> <laughs> that's where i'm at i feel like hotel for dogs uh for me thinking about that movie existing is really funny but i do think uh lemony snicket's a series of unfortunate events has some uh, good things going on about it i do like jim carrey's performance as count olaf in this movie the little animation that it does that looks like the book i think that's pretty cool i like this movie yeah my, my biggest problem with the movie because I read the books as a kid. That's what it is. I never read the books. The fact that they're doing, or at least were doing what they did with that Netflix version. Yeah, and that was pretty good. Yeah, they, they managed to finish it. The movie adaptation, it's just like, they combine like the first five books into one narrative, and I get what they were going for, but it just feels like an excuse to have Jim Carrey in a bunch of crazy different costumes. Yeah. This is like if Jim Carrey was into that So Raven movie. <laughs> Tonally, it's too different from the source material, like, to be on here. Yeah, I think between, if we're between those two movies, I very much would rather have a series of unfortunate events be number 10 than have Hotel for Dogs on this list at all. Does anybody else have a number 10 that they would, like, rather have, or is it between these? Uh, I think it's between those. Uh, my number 10 is Snow Day, which I was kind of, like, pretending to overhype to you guys. I don't think Snow Day is a great movie, but I think it's a very unique in like a very good kids movie it's about like you know that day you get off in the winter because there's too much snow on the ground has a lot of fun imaginative premises you've got like chevy chase uh -oh. you've also got uh like daniel stearns in there kind of being like a comedic relief uh tote or um snowplow driver i just can't think of too many other stories that focus on snow days that aren't like Christmas or holiday related and I just think it's pretty fun uh there's a really young Josh Peck in there it, it's pretty sleeper in my opinion I think it would be pretty base to put it on this list do we just put it to a vote yeah my vote is for unfortunate events I'm sticking with snow day <laughs> fuck it I'll go with snow day someone threw a hotel for dogs right yeah 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 get that out of here I'll go with snow day all right snow day number 10 cool shout out to Don Cheadle though there it is. So that means series of unfortunate events. We're going to put that at number nine. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it should go any higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we sacrificed hotel for dogs to elevate series of unfortunate events. That's okay. I'm glad it's in the, the bottom two. And uh... Jude Law is in this movie. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I didn't tell you guys what my number 10 was. Okay, what's, what's your, your number, number 10, 10, Josh? I had Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles at number 10. Get that out of here. No, no. I like those better than some of the Transformers movies, but no. My uh, my 10 was Ranga. Whoa. What? Whoa. Excuse this isn't, me? This isn't me saying it's bad. I just... I think it is you saying it's bad. <laughs> for nostalgia reasons, it's below everything else. But it had to be in my top 10. What the fuck? I just watched Rango today and I feel like, and I didn't, I didn't have any nostalgia towards it. And I thought it was a really good movie. Nostalgia towards Rango? No, towards everything else. 
I watched Rango twice in the past couple days, despite not having seen it since it was in theaters before then. And I think that it got a lot better since that first watch, in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's aged like a like a fine wine. Yes. <laughs> Makes you thirsty. I I guess Rango's like a tequila, isn't it? Yeah, it makes me thirsty. Rango's definitely a tequila. <laughs> I, th- we're going to run out of spots on this list. I just think it's kind of inevitable, especially if people have like Turtles movies and shit on here. Um, I, my number nine, I had the first Rugrats movie. Ooh. Don't know if anyone else was thinking having that first Rugrats movie on the list. No. Personally, one I would like to get rid of. Like, I wouldn't mind getting rid of, I should say. I think it's a fine movie, and I think it added a lot to the tv show as it was airing the uh introduction of dill you got to see tommy kind of progress uh which is weird because like why would a baby need to be more mature but you have this baby having to deal with not being the only child and having to to you know kind of compromise some of the things that he wants to be a older brother i think it's kind of like a jump the shark where they're like out in the woods and there's like a like a train of monkeys and stuff yeah when tommy almost feeds dill to monkeys as a newborn it's pretty cool like (laughs) it's <laughs> it's wildly dark, but I like they it. maybe a jump the shark, but it's one of my like favorite scenes and of any of these movies on the list is when the Tommy and Dill arc. I guess we'll get there when we get there because it is in my top ten. I agree with its placement here. This is gonna be number eight, right? Yeah. Um, this wasn't on my list. I think I kind of just this movie always in my memory kind of gets a little put down just because I so much more prefer the sequel but we'll get there when we get there but yeah i think this is a cool place for it so i think barnyard should go here that was my number eight whoa back off uh i have barnyard a little bit higher not a ton i also have it a tiny bit higher interesting i have the adventures of Tintin here at number eight i think that would be a fine place for it that's my number seven so it's not far off okay it's far off for me but i'm not upset at that that sounds good i feel like adventures of Tintin going here is a cool pick too because adventures of Tintin, while it's a fun um little adventure movie with a lot of hollywood's heavy hitters working on it it doesn't really feel the brand of nickelodeon movies you know what i mean like it kind of just seems like this is also a nickelodeon movie for some reason (laughs) i was about to say so jory all the movies moving forward are better than lincoln you're saying yes (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of how i feel is i feel like we kind of maybe a little bit gave tintin too much love in that spielberg bracket and i don't really want to do that again on on the uh, nickelodeon one personally i like underdogs and I was, i'm a sucker for like an underrated gem and uh, director's filmography moving on i respect that adventures of tintin number eight that's fine reading the room it sounds like I'm the only one that has the Rugrats movie in this top 10, and I don't want to see it totally off the list, so I'd be fine with it going at a lower place. I have both sequels in my list. Wait, you have the Rugrats go wild in your list? Yeah, I loved that one when I was young. I did too. I saw it in theaters with the scratch yeah, and, scratch and sniff, everything. Yes. But it's still a terrible movie. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Bruce Willis is Spike. Yeah, what the hell is that? It's my number nine. No. Yeah, so just like one place above Rango. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) 
It's in Ninja Turtles territory. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Hotel for Dogs territory. I had the first Rugrats movie at number nine, and Alden picked Rugrats Go Wild at his number nine. Should we make some sort of trade deal here for number seven, or are they both getting yeeted? <laughs> I was about to say to Josh that I wouldn't be completely opposed to him nominating Barnyard here like he wanted. Barnyard's my number seven. I'd be down for it here. Barnyard's already gone farther than I thought. Barnyard is my number. Let's see. Can can we go one higher, please? At least seven. Eh. Can we get much higher? Alden, is there another movie you would like to nominate that is in Barnyard or either Rugrats movie? Yeah. Uh, I'm. This is risky, but I'm gonna say Nacho Libre. No. I have Nacho Libre a little bit higher. I think it should probably go over Barnyard. Mm. The way that I'm feeling right now is I don't really want to see Barnyard go higher than the Rugrats movie. Uh, I definitely don't want to see Barnyard go higher than the Jimmy Neutron movie. I don't know about you guys moving forward, but I don't see a big place for Nacho Libre. What? No, get the hell out of here. I thought you were going to say the Yeah, stop that see a big place for the Rugrats movie. There's a Rugrats movie on this list that is much better that I think has potential to be in top five. Yeah, I agree. And I think if we're going to be split on the movie that comes before and after it in its own little trilogy, then I'd rather just not have that Rugrats movie featured and get make sure that both Barnyard and Nacho Libre can be featured on this list because those are both two original like movies that deserve a spot on here. Barnyard did as much for Nickelodeon as Jimmy Neutron did. Big I think time. less. I would say a little less, but neither compared to some of the other movies. So I can see it being lower, but Barnyard is super high in my list and I can't see it go seven. I don't know. I think Jimmy Neutron and Barnyard are both super similar because they were both original movies that then went on to spawn TV shows. But I think Jimmy Neutron's execution of this was more natural because it was like the first time it happened and it happened just a year later. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the Barnyard show came out like two or three years after the movie came out. I don't think this is the place to talk about Jimmy Neutron. Me neither. They're only a year apart, Barnyard and Back in the Barnyard. For Jimmy Neutron, like a lot of the principles stayed the same. For Barnyard... Everyone that you would care or notice from that voice cast got deleted from the show. But you no longer have like Sam Elliott, Kevin James, like I'm pretty sure all that changed. Okay, well, in any case, I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. I think it sounds like this place is more between what was it the Rugrats movie and Barnyard? Yeah, I just don't know if we have room for multiple Rugrats movies. Like if I'm being completely honest. Yeah, I think two max. Like, Josh, where's the Rugrats on your list? The first movie? <laughs> it is my number four. Oh, wow. It's my number nine, so I guess, I don't I don't want to, like, take away someone's four on this list. I also like Rugrats Go to Paris. Um, It's a little lower on me just because the Rugrats movie, to me, is what I think of when I think of Rugrats. I think of that dinosaur um car thing because I had it as, yeah, I had it as a toy as a kid. You brought up uh, Introducing Dill. I think it's a really good brother-brother arc that I found relatability with it, even as a kid, because I had a younger sibling the rugrats movie i actually holds a special place in my heart when it comes to my childhood and learning how to uh be a, be a pretty solid big brother i, I agree and i wanted it to be on this list maybe snow day shouldn't have been but i think rugrats <laughs> should be here at number seven <laughs> i'm fine with that 
but number six, this is where Barnyard has to go. Fine. I agree. I'll compromise. There's no way this movie could be in the top five Nickelodeon movies of all time. I literally don't know what you're talking about, but sure. Barnyard is number six on my list, and I think I was being generous. It is my number two. Alden, tell me why Barnyard is better than Rugrats Go to Paris. Because he won't back down. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Rugrats in Paris is in my top five. Don't get me wrong, it's incredible, but barnyard is such a meme back at the barnyard is especially a meme so personally i've got six movies left and five spots to put them in which means one of these movies on here isn't making the cut yeah same i'm pretty sure my list is gone any of these six not making the cut that was a good lock alton because you really put me in a predicament right now (laughs) (laughs) means we also still have to place jimmy neutron boy genius good burger and uh, at least four others that are on my list. The only one that has been mentioned so far is Nacho Libre and Rango. Jimmy Neutron at number five. That's where it is on my personal list. Yeah, that's okay with me. I have it a bit higher for its for its influence alone. I mean, it's springboarded the second most successful show on Nickelodeon through the, I mean, our childhood, the mid-aughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of the 50s, 60s throwback aesthetic uh, in terms of Coolville, and it's kind of... Uh, branding and things like that i like the ensemble there's a lot to really appreciate in jimmy neutron that i i mean just as a kid seeing a movie where all these kids like run away from their planet on like uh the uh like theme park attractions that was pretty badass huh yeah that was pretty badass no i think it's a very creative movie and i'm i'm glad it wait a second what are we talking about my internet cut out for like a minute (laughs) Oh, they're trying to place Jimmy Neutron here at number five, and I was making a case for it. I think that's good. Jimmy Neutron is actually number seven, it appears on my list. And I, I used to love that movie a lot as a kid. It was one of the like only DVDs that I had growing up, so I watched it a lot, and it does hold a special place in my heart. But I think it's a cool place for it. I can't see on a Nickelodeon list Nacho Libre, Rugrats in Paris, Rango going higher than Jimmy Neutron, because I think Nickelodeon, I think Jimmy Timmy Power hour i think jimmy neutron like it's it's that synonymous when i think nickelodeon i think jimmy neutron before i think spongebob which i i know is odd yeah that's incredibly odd yeah when i think of jimmy neutron though i'm probably gonna think of a couple of things that happen in the show yeah and then i get to the movie unlike another show for example the spongebob movie when i think of like kino spongebob like it's that like that felt like peak spongebob and i don't get that with jimmy neutron the jimmy neutron movie really does just feel like an extended pilot but the spot like this is getting ahead of ourselves but the spongebob movie in comparison feels like a spongebob movie yeah it feels like it should have been the conclusion to a great show uh, canonically it is but <laughs> all right well jimmy neutron here at number five i don't care about it that much i guess i have it the highest on my I list so. hey you yeah you you want to help support duel of the takes and look sexy as all hell doing it well we have a great offer for you Right now, Pierre Arden is offering a special deal on their whole inventory of European-style timepieces and wristwatches for our fans. Head over to pierrearden.com and use promo code NATEM25 at checkout to get 25% off your order. At Pierre Arden, their focus is to design cutting-edge timepieces alongside precision manufacturing, making every watch a true masterpiece to be proud of. I'm a sucker for a good deal, so I bought one myself the Compleso, which is currently on sale for $30 off its regular price. Plus, with promo code NATEM25 at checkout, you'll save an additional 25% off your order. 
you'll be walking away with a great fashion accessory and a way to keep time without pulling out your phone, all for a great deal. Again, head over to pierrarden.com. That's P-I-E-R-R-E-A-R-D-E-N dot C-O-M to pick out a nice watch for yourself or a loved one and use promo code N-A-T-E-M-25 at checkout. Save 25% off your order. It helps the show, and it'll help you make an impression wearing a sexy new timepiece on your wrist. Is Rango going to be on this list, my dudes? Yes. Because here's the thing. On my list, the movies that are left are Rugrats Go to Paris, Rango, Spongebob Movie, and Good Burger. We're, we're at top four, right? And there are four spots left. Yes. Yeah, we've got four spots left. The movies that are on my list that have yet to been placed are Nacho Libre, Rugrats in Paris, Rango, Spongebob, and Good Burger. Yeah, I'm in the same spot as Nate here. Good Burger is a lock, so I'm down to throw it in right now. I am not either. I am not down am to throw not. Good Burger in at number four yet. As much as I love this movie, I think it might be time for Nacho Libre to take a seat. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nacho Libre was my number six. I was thinking it was getting omitted at this point. Rugrats in Paris was lower on my list, but judging by the panel, I don't think that's in conversation right now. And I would very much have Rango on this list in general than Nacho Libre. I also have uh, Rugrats in Paris as my number five, and now we're at number four, and Rango is my number four. So I think Rugrats in Paris could go here. Rugrats in I Paris, have Rugrats in Paris well. a lot higher. Well, we're negotiating for which of these movies to leave off the list, right? Oh, well, if that's the case. I think it's got to be Nacho Libre. Yeah, as much as I hate to admit it. I think so. Because everything else on here just feels like essential to me. You can make an argument for Rango, but I think Rango's such a solid animation movie. And as much as you guys may like the live action stuff, when I think of Nickelodeon, I think of animation. And I'd rather see a great animated Nickelodeon movie on the list. I suppose, but I think tonally, Nacho Libre feels a lot closer to the shows and the uh, cartoons that were being made by Nickelodeon than Rango does. I personally think Rango's a better movie and I have it higher on my list, but we're talking about Nickelodeon as a brand and we're talking about Nickelodeon movies. Besides the fact that Rango's animated, nothing about that movie says Nickelodeon to me at all. Yeah. To me, it feels almost like an art house homage to the Western that some really, really overpaid director got paid to make. I don't know. I love Rango and I think it's a very, very nice... Uh, movie. I think it's very funny. I think it's a very smart. I like its Hunter S. Thompson homages and and structure. It's it's really just an animated western. It has nothing to do with the like the rest of Nickelodeon. But Nacho Libre doesn't either. Nacho Libre is more in line with its tone. It's like a slapstick comedy. But it doesn't even like go all out with that. The the choreography for Nacho Libre when they actually get to the wrestling matches is horrible. It is some of the worst wrestling choreography I've ever seen on a feature film it's embarrassing it's a children's movie most kids don't care about that yeah i definitely didn't care okay but i'm judging these things by a film and rango is just a much better like beat for beat like film i laugh a lot more at nacho libre i don't i don't think jack black's that funny in this he has had much better performances in other movies so my biggest qualm with uh rango is having been what it seems like one of two people who experienced this movie as a child and as an adult as a child i remember 
remember being kind of bored by this movie and even returning that's how i feel with nacho libre and even returning to it as an adult i don't really think that there's a lot here for kids which is kind of odd for an animated movie like this i'm agreeing with jory and for a nickelodeon movie in general i just don't think nacho libre's aged well at all where rango you could throw on and it's it's fine i think nacho libre is hilarious like still yeah yeah i think nacho libre is a much better just throw on movie than rango i'd rather watch napoleon dynamite i would too but that's i would rather watch napoleon dynamite more than most of the movies on this list i agree if this if this were if napoleon dynamite were on this list it would be my number one (laughs) so that doesn't really it's not a valid comparison it just feels like the lesser of that type of uh, film okay and rango is just a lesser gore verbinski movie than say pirates so i don't know i think it could be better than some of the, it could probably better than stranger tides or dead man tell no tales i mean personally yeah i would say it's the second best gore verbinski movie personally yeah i think there's definitely an argument for that and i think that says a lot about the film where does nacho libre come in when you're comparing other films of that uh filmmaker it's his number two yeah we're in the same camp here yeah i don't know i just i don't they're pretty similar actually now that i think about it i i hate to see either one of these go if i'm being honest rango's my number four nacho libre's my number six one of them's gotta go i think it should have been snow day yeah i also think it should have been snow day yeah i don't want to sacrifice any of the other movies on my list and i feel like at this point i just kind of have to like shut my eyes and say like all right this one i i'm gonna go with rango on this one to get like behind all right so snow day is our first honorable mention that's my proposal i mean if you're willing Nate. oh yeah i don't care that much about snow day i think it'd be better to not have a clown list where we leave off one of the best movies yeah i agree number 10 we've got series of unfortunate events number nine the adventures of Tintin. number eight rugrats the movie number seven barnyard number six jimmy neutron boy genius Yes, we are in the process of placing number five now because we were our, we are about to place number four. So we created one more spot by getting rid of Snow Day at number 10. Nacho Libre can be number five. Top five Nickelodeon movies, that's so fine with me. That's fine. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I, ch- I still think that that's a bizarre criticism. The wrestling choreography and Nacho Libre suck. Well, if you're a wrestling simp like Josh, you're probably like you'd, you'd be really upset if like... That was my, that was my biggest take of it and i knew i was gonna make fun of it for it so let's just move on they made a live action jojo movie jory and the stands just didn't look right the funny thing is that actually happened wait really yeah oh, no so we're moving into the top four here at number four for me is rango i could also see rugrats in paris here personal i'd rather have rugrats in paris above rango yeah i have uh rugrats in paris the highest out of any of us here and i think it's okay for number four just to say a couple things about rugrats in paris while the arc with tommy and dill pickles never really did it for me in the first rugrats movie and i think it does have like a jump the shark moment that i don't think is over the top enough for me to like really be sold on it i really like what rugrats in paris is going for like they go to europe and uh chucky's dad is sad because chucky's mom is dead and then he finds like another like 
woman so chucky gets a new mommy and he also gets like a new baby sister which is really wholesome then they also fight like the evil stepmother and like two like mechs which i think is pretty fun i think rugrats in paris is a really fun movie and i think it's better than the original oh yeah definitely better than the original yeah i i think it's a really solid film i personally wouldn't mind it going higher than rango because of how close to that nickelodeon brand that it is and i kind of think rango is one of those movies like tintin that just feels completely out of left field on a list like this rugrats movies and show carried nickelodeon and the late 90s early 2000s i guess that's kind of when spongebob was coming up though too. Was yeah, SpongeBob started in 99 and rugrats like in I think paris came out, in, came like out the in 2003 or something no it was 2000 i'm pretty sure the original movie came out a year before spongebob but the early seasons of spongebob was like the best of the show yes and those were out in 99. Okay, so Rugrats in Paris came out in 2000. No, you're right, though. There was a bit of a dark age in Nickelodeon's history where Rugrats was its strongest show and brand. You're definitely right. But SpongeBob kind of came in and saved the day. I, I, I personally, between Rango and Rugrats in Paris... They're both solid movies. I would probably rather rewatch Rango because I, I don't know how well Rugrats in Paris really would like hold up. It holds up fucking great, mate. I, I bet you it's good. I just, when Who Let the Dogs Out by the Baja Men playing, <laughs> I'm probably going to like check out a little. I'm sorry, Jory. You mean when Who, Who Let the Dogs Out starts playing and I stand up and start clapping in my living room? <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure my latest rewatch of that movie was like a few months ago. It might have been like right before COVID. COVID started and it does hold up pretty well. So you're telling me Rugrats go to Paris caused the coronavirus in the United States? Yes. So would you like to see it over Rango, Jory? I personally do have it over Rango. Rango is my number five. And that was just because of, it was a little bit of what Alden was saying. Uh, the movies that I have above it, I have more of a nostalgic connection to. But Rango is just that good to like override the rest of them for me oh uh, how do we feel here what what, should, what, are, what are we voting for i'm voting for uh rugrats in paris here at number four i'm putting rango here i'm gonna put rugrats go to paris here uh so we don't have a tie i'll go with rugrats in paris at number four oof but i am completely fine with rango at number three. Rango at number three. All right, Rango is number three, which means the last two movies yeah, are Good Burger and SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. Oof. So, Alden, why is SpongeBob SquarePants the movie going at number two? Have you seen the movie? It's not going at number two. I'm sorry to break it to you. I think it's a little closer than you're making it sound there. I also love the SpongeBob movie and have it at number one, but I wouldn't be that arrogant about it. No, I'm not saying it's not close. I'm just saying it is better. What if I told you that almost all of the humor from the SpongeBob SquarePants movie comes from the Good Burger and the fact that they drive the Krabby Patty mobile in Good Burger, which came out <laughs> three years before the show of spongebob sit the fuck down good burger is taking this alden you don't need a license to drive a sandwich that exact line is also in good burger i i definitely see the parallels i personally think for me 
I can watch the SpongeBob movie every day for the rest of my life, and I could only watch Good Burger for maybe a week before getting tired of it. See, that's how I feel, but the opposite. Good Burger, to me, is the only is the only movie on this list where I feel like no matter what age I am, I will get entertainment out of it. As much as I like the SpongeBob movie, I know at some point it's just going to be a thing that I liked when I was younger. Hate to break it to you, but I'm sure that's going to happen. I completely disagree, Josh. I think, I'm so sorry um, about what, this. What really I've got such a... With- you go ahead, Nate. I was just going to say what really works for Good Burger for me personally is it, it's a spin-off movie from an all that sketch. And in that kind of same vein, you have things like uh, Blues Brothers. You've got like SNL skits turned movies that usually just fall flat so quickly. Because if you're taking a comedy sketch and stretching that out into a feature length movie, how are you really going to set up an interesting world and have good characters and all that things? Like most comedy sketches turned movies do really, really bad. And Good Burger thrives so much because it takes that one concept and flushes it out. You've got everything to like a rival burger chain. You've got a reason why, you know, why Keenan Thompson's character is working at the Good Burger establishment because he crashed into his teacher's car. Like there's all these like good bits and character things that lead to the premise. Holy shit. He really is just SpongeBob crashing the teacher's car. Like Kel is literally uh, his, his character's name and in, in the uh, thing is slipping me right now. He He's literally just SpongeBob. He's annoying, he's flamboyant, he's obnoxious, but at the end of the day, he's like a really good person. The entire humor of SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie, gets its origins in Good Burger. And it's really, really odd to me that like Good Burger is kind of seen as like this cult classic, whereas SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie, is like a beloved childhood favorite for like an entire generation. I think that uh, a little bit of the reason behind that is because of the age group that we're in. (laughs) Like people my sisters don't buy with Good Burger though either. Really? Yeah. Like like 30-year-old millennials are kind of Maybe they were just, like, really ahead of their time. I guess. (laughs) And I mean, I guess they were. All the parallels that they're having with Spongebob, which later became Nickelodeon's biggest show and still is that today. What do you mean? There's the Patrick Starr spinoff show now. Megan does not like Good Burger confirmed. Really? Yeah, Megan Megan hates Good Burger. She's like, Nate needs to shut the hell up about this. Okay, I made a joke about this earlier uh, today that I didn't want anybody to bring up Rotten Tomatoes during this episode, but it is kind of, it's just kind of bizarre to me that good burger is sitting here with a 32 percent on rotten tomatoes i find a lot of these movies having weird ratings yeah not that that matters but in spongebob squarepants you've got what a david hasselhoff cameo (laughs) yeah well i mean my preference for the spongebob movie over good burger is the relationship that i had with it i saw that movie when it was in theaters two or three times like when i was in the prime demographic to be watching the spongebob movie i think it's kind of just a benefit that animation has over like a live action action sitcom like this they're a little bit limited by you know things like budget and what's actually possible but the spongebob movie is able to just like go off with ideas like the county line they get into like a bar fight can't you say that about everything yeah you can but i think that spongebob the movie actually does go places that good burger just could not correct me if i'm wrong but does spongebob have a shaquille o'neal cameo in it or a carmen electra cameo in it 
or a George Clinton cameo in it? Uh, no. Yeah, we've got one Hasselhoff cameo, and it's not even good. You know what? I'm all right with that. Same. I want to hear from Alden, like, why is the SpongeBob movie the best Nick movie of all time? Just like, I don't know, give me your rundown. Give me your Lego Hobbit take. SpongeBob movies in my, okay, I did not prepare for this like I did the Hobbit, not gonna lie. I didn't think it would be this much of a contest with Good Burger. Alden, to give you a little bit more time, let me ask Josh a question while you ruminate on that. Josh, you said before that you were sure that the SpongeBob movie was just going to be something that you outgrew and were just like, oh, well, well, I liked that when I was a kid. Do you feel like that now? And why do you feel like that? No, I feel nostalgic towards it because we're all in our fucking 20s. But when I'm like 55, I don't think I'm going to give a shit about this movie. I know I'm going to. I really hope I still care about Good Burger when I'm 55. I, I think Good Burger is just, I don't know. Like, I've watched that movie with my parents. And like, with, like anybody, I'm watching that movie with anybody no matter what age they're gonna get a laugh out of it it's like it's like a happy gilmore it's like it feels like what nate said like an snl type based off of that style i don't really know what separates that from the spongebob movie though the spongebob movie is like it it has like iconic moments that we remember from we were kids like you talked about the hasselhoff thing it's a fun meme but that doesn't make it a better movie i mean what's the deal here because i still think the spongebob movie is funny and i mean it does come from extending just like an idea that was from a tv show i don't think it's as funny as i thought when i was like five yeah kel beating or i guess ed is his character's name in the movie ed yeah ed Ed beating up uh carmen electra on a blind date that like the villain across the street like set him up on is hilarious to me like he straight up physically assaults a woman on accident and it's funny that's a little problematic there nate (laughs) it is and it's great it's black on white violence in a funny way in a movie made in 1997 that is still funny wait a minute nate you were trying to place django at number seven (laughs) this is a dual black lead comedy bro name me another dual black lead comedy that's setting box office records uh um bad boys for life (laughs) and what's winning best picture this year come on guys we need to be boys for life (laughs) we need to be invocative of the times and pick good burger over spongebob i totally lost my train of thought now i had a good point but i don't remember oh the the spongebob movie I feel like all the adult jokes that millennials and Zoomers laugh at now is from the show, where the SpongeBob movie ha- is aged fine for a kids' animated movie. It's pretty great. It doesn't have that same tone that I think the first couple seasons have, where I think the first t- couple seasons, you could show anybody, no matter what age, they're going to get a laugh out of it. I think the SpongeBob movie is a great conclusion to the show, but you could tell things were altered just a little bit to get that theatrical G-rated release. I don't know if I agree with that one there, Josh. What's the adult jokes? What's the uh, tone down from the show? Where's, what's the what's the low-key adult humor? The adult jokes in SpongeBob SquarePants the movie are when he's going to the Goofy Goober bar and getting shit-faced drunk. There's still definitely some low-key adult humor in both. I think a better argument to be making is the legacy of the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, unfortunately is superseded by the fact that there's still like eight seasons of the show that are just not as good after. Simply the way it works, it's just like The Simpsons. Some solid TV, and then you have a movie. But at least with SpongeBob, the moment the movie's done, the show's pretty much unwatchable until the one season the creator came back for. And it's kind of the same way with The Simpsons. Personally, I don't think that the SpongeBob SquarePants, the first movie, is ever going to be notable in the history of SpongeBob ever again. 
again because they're going to keep making SpongeBob. They're going to keep making shows, spinoff shows, more movies. There's already another one on the way. Sponge Out of Water. I'm surprised it didn't make any of our lists because it, it's on mine. It is on mine. It's my number four. I did not see it. It didn't come up in discussion, so. I didn't think it would be in discussion. I didn't really care. Yeah, me neither. Here's what I have to say about that, too. Like, you can say, like, oh, well, like, SpongeBob as a brand, like, went down the shitter after this movie. But I still think that the Simpsons comparison isn't really apt because the SpongeBob SquarePants movie came out while the show was still in its prime. And then after that is where it started to decrease and it's unfortunate what happened to spongebob as a brand but i'm not sure how much how prevalent that argument is to the movie itself that's fair i think it's better than saying it has no adult themes it is rated pg i didn't mean it that way i was saying like the adult jokes in the original three seasons were just better and smarter and were executed properly spongebob getting drunk with ice cream is a chuckle the first time you see it like oh that was cool I would say... I don't know. That entire sequence is pretty fucking funny. Or I would say the biker bar, the everything with the mermaid, like... Patrick wanting to fuck the mermaid and wearing the Goofy Goober underwear and asking if she wants to see him afterwards. The Goofy Goober song where he's got the fucking legs, bro. <laughs> There's so much all humor there. All right. What side are you on, Nate? Because it looks like the SpongeBob movie's winning this. It's not going to because Good Burger is better in every conceivable way. I mean, we're tied up. Yeah, this is the definition of a tie. I, I personally just think that Good Burger is endlessly more rewatchable. I mean, you've both the, with both, you've got a big explosion, explosive musical finale, but the one in Good Burger is so funny because it is live action. I know Jory was briefly saying that like the animation let the story go further for the SpongeBob movie. The fact that they had a choreographed dance number in a psych ward led by Linda Cardellini is fucking hilarious. I personally prefer the parody finale of the SpongeBob movie. I don't exactly want to measure dicks anymore. I just want to put it on like an anecdotal standpoint. All I'm going to say is the SpongeBob SquarePants movie is the very first time I ever cried in a movie theater at five years old when I thought SpongeBob and Patrick die. Dude, I still get upset. <laughs> like it's not nearly I don't know like about when I was young, but I, I, it still upsets me every time I watch this movie. The first time I saw this, my cousin who at the time I was fairly close with, he showed me the movie and it was my favorite movie. He bought me the uh, DVD for Christmas after it came out. Like, this was probably the last time me and him were... I mean, I moved shortly after. We were no longer living near each other, didn't really see each other. So it's the last thing that we did together was watch this movie. Are we going to talk about how Dexter puts his friend Ed into indentured servitude to help him pay off his own debt in this movie? <laughs> Yeah, what a dick. When Ed is finally a free man, he says, yo, Dex, you want to be my friend? He said, I can't, because he's about to like tell him why he was a dickhead to him earlier. <laughs> and Ed says, is it because I'm black? And they're both black. That is comedic gold. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, So what are we going to do here, guys? Because I don't think we're going to get anywhere. The cultural importance of the SpongeBob movie is pretty high. Okay. I mean, the SpongeBob movie brought a ton of people to the show. What? Same can be said with Good Burger. I don't think Good Burger really brought people to all that. I think Good Burger was kind of as all that was on its way out, but maybe... It also comes down to how it's rated. I don't know. I think you can make pretty good cases for both of these being extremely important to Nickelodeon as a brand. I mean, like Josh and Nate were saying before, 
before good burger essentially is the template for this movie which is also in the conversation for the number one spot and i would say if spongebob used that as a template and then was able to carry it for another two decades i don't know if it's carried it for two decades i think it carried it for this successful movie and then the show started i mean this was its peak yeah i personally think good burger is where nickelodeon as a whole peaked I don't know. I think SpongeBob was easily its biggest hitter. Yeah. I think we would still see, like, they've tried to revive the 90s stuff before, and it's kind of not exactly worked. And that's no fault of the original stuff itself, but... A ton of my friends, when the third SpongeBob movie was announced, I mean, they were all excited. Yeah, I mean, I was still low-key excited for this third SpongeBob movie, because it... Really? Yeah premise sounded decent and things like that but at the end of the day i just realized it was going to be another sponge out of water which is like a fine it's better than the show but that's not really saying much in the year 2020 i mean sponge out of water somehow it's ranked so much higher or rated i mean so much higher than the spongebob movie so can we can we do something about this tie yeah we can put good burger at number two are you swapping sides I mean, he's just trying to end the argument because we're in gridlock. That if we're at the point of discussing SpongeBob's light, like impact and legacy, I personally think it's tarnished, but you guys seem to think it's the, the pinnacle. So I don't want to be the guy that's saying the thing that I like that's older than everything else on this list is the pinnacle. I don't want to be the boomer, so to say. I think Good Burger is fantastic, and I don't think you'd even have the dynamic of SpongeBob that works for me in the context of the SpongeBob movie without it. But Good Burger at number two still probably a lot higher than most people our age would be putting it guys i have an idea let's flip a coin <laughs> i've already placed good burger at two no it's fine it's over but let's have a nice spongebob retrospective here what why is spongebob the greatest nickelodeon movie i mean i feel like it's the peak of spongebob as a brand and i think that spongebob as a brand is the peak of nickelodeon's commercial and critical success i think the spongebob movie was the peak of nickelodeon they had great shows incredible shows like the last airbender come out afterwards but then look what they did giving the movie to m night i mean it's just literally the worst thing nickelodeon has ever produced yeah why isn't uh last airbender number one i ironically had it at number 10 at my list at one point yeah i was thinking about it too <laughs> i i can't it's just it's so bad i have a lot of fun watching it i've never watched the the avatar animated show which i know is like blasphemy or whatever i've tried to get into it since they put it on netflix i'm having a hard time but that movie oh boy i could watch that movie anytime it's funny yeah that movie is hilarious like unironic but just oh god i i tried watching it on netflix years ago and i just i had to stop but i feel like i'd appreciate it more now as an ironic watch i think i got to the part where they lifted it took like five guys to lift up a pebble and i'm like i think i'm done <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's just like this is worse than the percy jackson movie oh yeah it is i mean definitely the percy jackson movie is like kind of not the great but like that movie is terrible i mean it has a five percent on rotten tomatoes that's difficult to get i don't care like rotten tomatoes is the worst rating site seems to be one that we use as a tool more than others we really shouldn't but here we are i don't i don't i wouldn't use we here nate <laughs> I was using a proverbial we, not a collective we. A polite we. <laughs> Do you guys want to read your personal list? Mine's kind of silly. I think everybody's a silly. Uh, number 10, Snow Day. Number 9, The Rugrats. Number 8, The Adventures of Tintin. Number 7, Barnyard. Number 6, Nacho Libre. Number 5, 
Rugrats in Paris. Number four, Rango. Number three, SpongeBob SquarePants, the movie. Number two, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. And number one, Good Burger. Wow, Jimmy Neutron that high. I mean, you did say that you think of uh, Jimmy Neutron as being more... Well, personally, I really like the fact that they used the platform of a theatrically released movie to... I think it actually works so much more in Jimmy Neutron's favor because like what Josh was saying at one point, you might remember more from the show or you might remember like certain episodes or villains or something like that. I think that's exactly what they were trying to do. It was it was wildly successful. And with SpongeBob, it just kind of rubs me the wrong way that we get this kind of epic finale. And I know I was kind of playing devil's advocate to a certain extent and trying to get my personal favorite movie over SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. SpongeBob SquarePants the movie is the best thing, period, about SpongeBob. End of story. And the fact that it didn't come as a conclusion or a start just leaves it lost to the waves of SpongeBob's success and popularity. It'll never be the peak now, and that's very sad to me. Interesting. Um, I'll go next. Uh, number 10, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Jesus. <laughs> oh my god. Number 9, uh, Sponge Out of Water, whatever the fuck it's called. Number 8, Barnyard. Number 7, Adventures of Tintin. Number 6, Rugrats Go to Paris. Number 5, Jimmy Neutron. Number 4, The Rugrats Movie. Number 3, Rango. Number 2, The SpongeBob SquarePants Movie. And number 1, Good Burger. Based. Why'd you put the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and not the second? I never finished the second. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was the only reason. I, I only people say that that one's better. The general consensus is the second one's like a little bit better. So I was just wondering. I remember being like surprised in the theater when I saw the first one that it wasn't like terrible. Yeah, it wasn't terrible. I like the moment in the trailer where I think it's like Michelangelo takes off his mask and he's like, no, wait, look, we're good guys. <laughs> my number 10 is a uh, hotel for dogs. My number nine is Hey Arnold, the movie. Whoa. Ew. Yeah, I kind of got a little lost in my last two there. Looking back on this, I probably should have had the Rugrats movie here. Number seven, I have a series of unfortunate events. Number six, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Number five, Barnyard. Number four, Rango. Number three, Nacho Libre. Number two, Good Burger. And number, I don't know how to count, Rugrats in Paris. And number one, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Yeah, my list is whack compared to what we made. My number 10 is Rango. My number nine is Rugrats Go Wild. Number eight is Nacho Libre. Uh, number seven is Good Burger. Number six is Jimmy Neutron. Number five is Rugrats in Paris. Number four is Sponge Out of Water. Number three is Tintin. Number two is Barnyard, and number one is the SpongeBob movie. What's your take there on Barnyard being better than everything? Maybe Jimmy Neutron or Rugrats in Paris, even. Honestly, it's only that high because of what came after. Uh, I love the movie. It's still great, and I find it hilarious, but the show is just a bigger part of my childhood, and everything I remember from it or see today is still hilarious. So you think uh, Back at the Barnyard is better than Jimmy Neutron, the TV show? Back at the Barnyard was just the show I watched before uh, Airbender comes on. <laughs> yeah. Back at the Barnyard was the show I watched before The Nanny comes on. <laughs> I, I watched both. Both Jimmy Neutron and Back at the Barnyard are probably my like closet pick, like favorite Nickelodeon shows. I didn't watch SpongeBob or Fairly Odd Parents as a kid. Yikes. Wasn't allowed. Some of you weren't SpongeBob kids in it shows. No, I was a barnyard kid. It's a, weird that Fairly Odd Parents never got a movie, considering that, like, I would say 
still today like it's next to spongebob as far as those syndicated cartoons that they have that they just won't let die i mean top three is spongebob jimmy neutron and fairly odd parents that tv movie where he traveled through channels probably should have been the series finale uh trilogy like channel surfers thing yeah that was pretty cool i really did like nate mentioned before the jimmy timmy power hours were really cool yeah i love all three um i think it's weird that the door the explorer movie is not technically a nickelodeon movie yeah i noticed that that wasn't on these lists what was up with that i didn't even think about did anybody see that movie yeah i did actually how is it it's not great (laughs) (laughs) it's it's fun like it's a good little kind of like adventure comedy it's better than like the journey to the center of the earth and the sequel with dwayne the rock johnson movies but it's not saying much it's got a good like a little adventure movie in there and there's like a good like self-awareness to the humor i don't know i would have had it over something like series of unfortunate events but i don't know if it would have even cracked my top 10 if i'm being honest yeah i mean maybe it could have taken the spot of snow day but it wouldn't have taken the spot of rugrats for me for nostalgia alone so i guess fairly odd parents is a movie from like nickelodeon we think like they could have done yeah easily i mean their longer formats worked out great so i don't see why they couldn't have done a movie i think the first drake and josh movie was incredibly solid they they could have done a theatrical follow-up i think which one was that was that the uh, really big shrimp one go to hollywood no Dragon Josh Go to Hollywood, solid. Uh, really Big Shrimp was kind of like just a really weird like TV special. To me, it never felt like a movie. And then Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh can go fuck itself. I liked Merry Christmas, Drake and Josh. Don't be mean, Nate. <laughs> it, it's cute. It's cute. It just came out like two years too late. Yeah. I guess that's the conclusion of that canon, though. Yeah, I guess that's the series finale, which is weird. <laughs> Merry Christmas from Josh and Drake. Say Drake and Josh. It sounds better. Because Josh ends up with the, the girlfriend he had for most of the show, right? Mindy. I think they get back together. So, yeah, I guess that is the series finale. Pretty wholesome. I love how that is like the thing that needed to be wrapped up for you, Josh. It was like, hey, he gets with the girl he was with in season one, episode 14, right? I mean, it's the only thing in the Christmas special I could think of that has an arc that kind of wraps up. Well, Helen gets married, right? Mm. Yeah. I think it's like, I think that's when they get arrested and have to go to jail is at what is at Helen's wedding at the movie theater. Because of course she got married at the movie theater dream marriage i would get married at a movie theater <laughs> winter park regal i'd get married at rock and bruce sooner than i'd get married at the regal <laughs> they, well the good news is they've, they've got plenty of cover bands that could come in and do live music <laughs> for you yeah as long as you get married on like a saturday it'll be good song jory what is the slow dance song um did drake's band have a name in drake and josh i think they have different names because i think he was in a different band really big shrimp is the only one that focuses on his brand but they don't focus on his band at all. They only focus on him as a singer and his song getting kind of ripped, which is weird because he had a full band. Didn't him and his band show up in uh, Zoe 101 or something? Uh, yeah, maybe. I think it was some kind of crossover episode. I'm trying to figure out the name of his bands, but instead I got to a wiki page about every uh, band reference in the show. All right, well, what's the best episode of Drake and Josh? I know we might have to do that as a different episode when we run out of ideas down the line, but... Uh, this might be a meme pick, but 
I like the episode a lot where they get uh, trapped in the treehouse that they're trying to build. <laughs> that is a great episode. That's in my top five. It's either that one or the one where uh, Josh runs over <laughs> Oprah. <laughs> Those are both on the Drake and Josh episode, Mount Rushmore's. I remember watching that treehouse episode for the first time and being so frustrated. <laughs> I also really like the um, one of the early episodes when drake uh crashes his car and he's not trying to uh tell his parents but they're like hey drake can you lift up like groceries and he's so fucking sore and he can barely move i like the episode where they get stuck inside the house during the power outage that's probably up there for me because like all the characters are kind of in one location except walter who's reporting on the weather (laughs) (laughs) all because isn't like there another weather guy competing with him and he's trying to outdo him or something also the episode where his dad does get the promotion and they think his boss like he's cheating on uh their mom oh my god that episode still makes me laugh out loud that is a great episode jason nash is the waiter in that episode which i find interesting because now both him and josh peck are like in the same realm of that internet fame i never put two and two together there i found that just really interesting I never would have, like, figured out that that was Jason Nash. Uh, it was a big meme for a while. Nice. I'm surprised they didn't do, like, an iCarly movie, like, finale. I guess they had a couple made-for-TV ones, but that was another one I was like, that could have branched out into, like, a theatrically released finale. It seemed like they, like, shied away from doing movies of the stuff that they had on TV for a while, which is really odd. I feel like uh, Big Time Rush or even, like, Naked Brothers Band could have had some really decent movies. That's interesting. While Disney Channel, wasn't High School Musical 3 a theatrical release? Hear me out. Is Big Time Rush just Entourage for kids? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, it is, I guess. I don't need to hear you out. I agree. (laughs) They literally bought the apartment above them so they could put a slide in. Snoop Dogg is in it. All right, what is The Sopranos for kids? Game of Thrones for kids is Avatar. Yeah. Survivor for kids was uh, Total Drama Island. Or Kid Nation. But Kid Nation was too real. Kid Nation was Survivor with kids. <laughs> what did we What did we compare Destroy Build Destroy with today? It was <laughs> that was MythBusters for like the Chad sixth grader. <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a little bit of shit for saying this. Number one because it's the Nick video, and number two because it's a bad take. But I did like Cartoon Network's live action stuff. I liked Destroy Build Destroy. I liked the one where it was like a quiz show, but they had them go on like roller coasters. Were you a dude, what would happen, kid? No. I feel like I remember that show. I don't remember, like, liking it. All right, that's based. I remember when the dude, what would happen dudes were on Destroy, Build, Destroy. I feel like dude, what would happen was, like, Fear Factor for kids. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was, like, Mancers and Fear Factor for kids. How is there no Sopranos for kids? This is going to be a really weird take. It's either Ed, Ed, and Eddie or Hey Arnold. I wanted to say I think it would sooner be Hey Arnold than Ed and Eddie just because it's more grounded, but I think Ed and Eddie has a good shot. What's a what's a crime show that's like Ed and Eddie? Because that's all they're trying to do in that show is like try to get money in the most sleazy way possible. There are a couple of shows right now about like uh like Wall Street billionaires. 
that I feel like could be good contenders. Ed and Eddie's the Wolf on Wall Street. Ed and Eddie is billions for kids. The, like succession <laughs> for kids. Is there any of these movies we think they should have done like a TV spinoff for? Like, you know, or like a, could have been a like a backdoor pilot like Jimmy Neutron or Barnyard was? I'm not trying to bully Jory, but I think I would give a shit about 1010 if it was in a series. That's uh, kind of the one I was going to say. If that was like a 2D animated series, like the comic, that would be really cool. Like, obviously smaller scale animation than the animation in that movie because it was so damn expensive conclusion or like a continuation of those characters and making it a more episodic journey for Tintin would really help I think that's kind of like one of the things is like I don't really see potential in Tintin as a franchise for these big budget movies but I could see a TV show the beginning of Tintin felt like we we just fell into like an episode of a series I never watched because for British people they did yeah yeah he's their Garfield in that same vein not that I think that this would be a smarter decision but I could totally see Nick doing something this dumb doing that exact same thing but with Rango like a 2D animated Rango show not a 2D animated one, but like a smaller scale 3D animated one. Like, you know how Back at the Barnyard looks worse than Barnyard? Does it? I would say it actually looks better. Yeah, you think so? Look at a movie like Barnyard, and it looks like shit compared to like Pixar movies that are 10 years older than it. But then look at Back at the Barnyard compared to like Planet Sheen or Jimmy Neutron. Like, it's kind of Kino. <laughs> Not as based as Biggie Cheese. I wish Biggie Cheese was in more of the show. Oh, then stop what you're doing right now. <laughs> it's literally like the seventh image that come up when I searched back at the barnyard. <laughs> oh my god, is back back at the barnyard on streaming anywhere? Is it on Hulu? <laughs> I don't I don't know. Dude, they need to put that shit on streaming. That was probably my Ed Ed and Eddie. Our top ten Nickelodeon list is number 10, the series of unfortunate events. Number nine, the adventures of Tintin. Number eight, Rugrats the movie. Number seven, Barnyard. Number six, Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius. Number five, Nacho Libre. Number four, Rugrats in Paris. Number three, Rango. Number two, Good Burger. And number one, SpongeBob SquarePants the movie. Yay. Megan just gave me like the biggest what the fuck face. Like I guess we didn't do a good job with this topic. Well, let's let's get her in. What does she want to say? I really want to know what Megan wanted at number one. Megan, what should have been number one on this list? Hotel for Dogs? Megan's about to be super based and be like, oh, Rango was so good. Which Rugrats movie, Meg? Rugrats should be number one. Rugrats in Paris? Yeah. Based. Rugrats in Paris should be number one. Good Booger should be like not even in your top ten. Oh my god. It's so stupid. There's no point. It's just, it's terrible. There is a, this, this feels like the ending to boyhood. Am I going off to college again? Josh talking about boyhood. The Zoomers are rising up. That movie sucked. You would have had it higher? No. Oh, okay. I just didn't expect it to make your top 10. It didn't. It was Jory's pick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. I think Barney you heard it here first, folks. Well, actually, Alden said it, but Megan is saying it louder. Barnyard's a wonderful movie. Barnyard is a wonderful movie, but there are more wonderful movies. Whatever. No taste, no class. Like Rugrats in Paris. You know what spinoff Nickelodeon had that I actually kind of like? Planet Sheen. Fuck that show. I don't know about I don't that. I think I could watch it today, but when it came out, 
I enjoyed it. I thought it was just really uncanny that there was like an alien that was just like Carl and voiced by Carl on the planet. I was, like the moment that he showed up at the end of the first episode, I was like, oh no. So I heard like a behind the scenes thing about that where like the producers were like, no, you can't put Carl on the show. He has to have another sidekick. And they just made like alien Carl. And gave it to the same voice actor. Yeah. That's hilarious. Why would they not allow Carl if they wanted, if they weren't going to do anything with the character in the future? Because they're Nickelodeon and they make really terrible decisions with their franchises. I feel obligated to say while we're still recording, part of the reason that I love uh, Rugrats in Paris so much is because Chucky is the main character. And I really identify with a glasses wearing frizzy haired, red haired kid who learned how to tie his shoes way too late. I mean, was it way too late for him, though? Wasn't he, a, like, a baby? Yeah, he was still a toddler. Let's put it that way. It was for me. <laughs> Have you guys ever, like, you, do you guys remember the episode of Rugrats where um, Chucky's dad is trying to figure out if Chucky's left or right-handed? And, like, the whole episode is about him trying to decide which hand he likes using more for objects. <laughs> and it's, like, at the end of the episode, he has an identity crisis because he still doesn't know. And then they're just, like, it's okay to figure, like, to wait to figure out who you are. And it's like, he's a baby. Why the hell does it matter if he's right or left-handed? You ever think about, uh, what if I was just left-handed, but I just get too used to writing with my right, and now I can never go back? And then, like, I think the episode ends with, oh, well, like, like the grandpa, like, like, Phil and Dill's grandpa is like, oh, wait, no, he's, like, actually ambidextrous or whatever. <laughs> But then, but then in Rugrats all grown up, he's only writing with his left hand. I, I guess unless he's the Zodiac Killer and then started writing with his right hand. <laughs> Confirmed. There it is. I think Chucky might be the Zodiac Killer. They might be working together to be the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> I mean, next week's going to be a lot. Yeah, Cartoon Network killed Buck Mary with uh, Darren and who's the other guest? Alyssa. Oh yeah, Alyssa. That'll be solid, actually. I think that I think we'll have some different opinions there. Numbers wise, Alyssa's our most successful guest. That's true. It's Alyssa and Matt King. <laughs> Fifty-four cartoon. That would be the entire list, I think. Yeah, we would get like almost the entire list, which would kind of be great. I gotta eat a big breakfast. I'm sorry for whoever has to talk about Mao Mao, heroes of pure heart. <laughs> yeah, what the hell is that? <laughs> exactly, dude. There's a lot of shows on there. <laughs> I did see uh like an episode of Craig of the Creek while I was on vacation. That show's pretty solid. Maybe we'll have everyone go twice. I think I need to watch a few episodes of a lot of these just to... I'm not going to watch a few episodes of a lot of these. I'll probably watch an Ed and Eddie compilation and then call it a week. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Duel of the Takes. If you haven't already, check out the Duel of the Takes YouTube channel where we have highlights of every episode, bonus lists, and hot takes, as well as comedy sketches and more. Also, give us a follow on Instagram. We do interactive stories, daily movie and pop culture memes, and more. If you want to be a part of the discussion, check out our Discord channel for movie debates, hot takes, gaming moments, and etc. Next week, we are playing a game of Kill, Fuck, or Marry with Cartoon Network's original programming with a pair of very special guests. And as always, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.